You're listening to Spirited Spirits, a spooky-centric podcast where we enjoy a spirit while we talk about spirits. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And I'm so excited to talk about tonight's topic. Drew had never heard of this paranormal phenomena before, so I'm hoping a lot of you haven't either. So we're going to talk about black-eyed kids. Black-eyed peas? <laughs> Don't be a smart ass. No, <laughs> black-eyed kids, or B-E-Ks for short. So tonight we're drinking a black martini. I found a recipe online and I'm going to share it on Instagram. But I'm calling it a black-eyed martini. <laughs> Again, it's a little... It's sweet. It's a little s- sweet yeah. for my taste. Yeah, it I is. Think I, as, as a, um, a bourbon guy... Uh, this one has vodka, it has blue, and I'm going to butcher Caraca, this, Caraco, <laughs> which gives it a blue tint, and then you have Chambord, mm-hmm. which makes it more black. And we had to actually add more We had Chambord. to add more Chambord because mm-hmm. it was more navy, navy blue. blue. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, it's sweet. It is. It is a little sweet. But I chose it for the color. Because I, you know, I was trying to find something that was black and I didn't want, there was a lot of cocktails out there that use activated charcoal and I didn't really want to go that route. So yeah, so I chose this one and it's meant to resemble the black soulless eyes of the children. Mm. So let's dive in. Okay. Okay. The black eyed kids phenomenon gained traction in 1998 after a posting was made on an internet message board from a man who claimed to have an encounter with two black-eyed kids. Okay. But, but apparently, sightings of BEKs, as they're called, can be traced back to about the 1940s, 1950s. Now, oftentimes, they were referred to as child ghosts that had black eyes. Um, but these encounters happen all over the world. They aren't limited to the United States. People in Europe, Australia, Asia, and even Africa have reported seeing black-eyed kids or... A similar entity. So just right off the bat, mm-hmm. going in blind. Okay. This sounds like Village of the Damned. Okay, so we're gonna get yeah. So <laughs> so this sounds this sounds like you know two. Although they kids. had didn't they have the glowing eyes? They had like, glowing eyes they and they had they had like blondish hair depending depending so on if you watch the black and white version or like the one with Christopher Reeve and Christopher Christy right. Alley. Um, but you know they're they have like that. That look. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, so, okay. So let me get into what generally happens with these encounters. Okay. People have reported being approached by two or three children who insist on entering a person's vehicle or home. Okay. The children are usually between the ages of six and 16. They're wearing nondescript clothing. So it's usually plain colored hoodies or in some cases it's clothing that looks older or different than the time period they're actually in. Uh, The children are often pale skinned. And the biggest red flag is that their eyes are completely black. There's no irises, no white. It's just pitch black and soulless. They seem to have this hypnotic stare, and some people have felt like they were putting them in a trance-like state. This sounds like aliens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, this sounds like aliens coming down from, you know, space and be like... In the form of a child. We're, we're going to look like kids. Yeah. To mess with these humans. Well, and so when the children speak, a lot of times they're they're polite, but they're stern. 
and they've been described as having flat monotone voices and they usually request something it doesn't always make sense um there was a recent story i saw where i heard that there were two bek's that asked a woman if they could use her telegraph that's weird yeah so not like a, asking for a telegraph instead of a telephone yes so it's like okay. it's almost like they're in a different they don't understand fully what time like time doesn't make sense to them they don't comprehend Mm. what the time frame is so, so the they time ask, travelers maybe i don't know so it's it's almost like they aren't from this world right um but in any case they ask for something that will encourage the person who answers the door to let them in it's almost like they appeal to like here i am a child and i need help and so they're they're it's like they're they're trying to use that sympathetic side um and if the person refuses they get agitated and they keep insisting that they need to be invited in. Okay, well, that sounds like vampires. Right. Which we talked about earlier. Right. So, I mean, so what happens if you just say no and you just shut the door? Well, okay, so I was also thinking, in addition to vampires, it also sounds like demons. Because okay. demons can't possess you unless they're, you know, without your permission. So, um, okay, so you asked if... So most of the stories are about when a person denies the kid's entry. Like the, the, they are approached by these children. They're asked for something. They're trying to, um, the kids are trying to enter the person's home or, or car or whatever. But then the people kind of like snap out of it and realize these kids have black eyes. And so then they, the kids end up leaving. But there's, t there have been a few cases where people have let them in and they've had weird experiences like um they're they've had experienced some type of sickness or illness or tragedy or something um in which they or their family members are affected um one person claimed to have nightmares after seeing there was a black-eyed girl well yeah you'd have nightmares right like if, a, if, a, if it was the middle of the night and you know some little small child comes into my you know you know comes up to the the front door and I let her in, and she has black eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yes. Yeah, so, but but it's almost like it's um they're plagued. You know, they're plagued by these nightmares. So they're touched. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me back up just a little bit, and let me tell you the quote unquote origin story of the black eyed kids. Now, as I said, reports of BEKs go back farther than this story. But this encounter was the one that put black-eyed kids in the limelight, so to speak. It's the one that, you know, as we would say nowadays, the story went viral in the early days of the internet. Okay. Okay. So, in 1996, <coughs> Brian Bethel, a journalist living in Abilene, Texas, was downtown in a small strip mall at about 9.45 at night to drop off a check that he had that he was writing for his internet service. Total 1996. Yeah. <laughs> so he was going to stick it in their nighttime drop-off box. And as I understand, he had parked his car near a discount movie theater. So, like, I guess a second-run movie theater. And he was using the light of the theater marquee, the sign, to write his check. Suddenly, there was a knock on his window. He looked up to see two boys standing next to his car. The older boy, which he estimated was about 14 years old, had brown curly hair and olive skin. The younger child, who was maybe 10, 
uh, seemed to be smaller anyway, had pale skin with freckles and red hair. Both were wearing hoodies. And Brian's first thought was that they were just going to ask him for money. So he, he was initially a little bit irritated. This is kind of the, the way he feels when he's rolling down the window. And he says, can I help you? And the older boy spoke and seemed very confident. Or as Brian puts it, he, he was very smooth in his delivery. So it wasn't like your typical child that might be kind of nervous to ask an adult or talk to a stranger for something. This boy says, hello, mister. We want to see a movie, but we forgot our money at home. Can you give us a ride back to our mom's house so we can get our money? And so he begins questioning the boy, asking, well, where do you live? And the teen says, oh, it's not far. It won't take long. And Brian begins to get this overwhelming sense of dread. He's not sure where it comes from or why, but, and he says it's completely irrational, but he just, he, he gets this like fight or flight response it, it just kind of kicks in and the kid seems to pick up on this and he says look mister we're not going to hurt you <laughs> okay <laughs> and brian said he he caught himself he at one point he, like his hand i guess was like subconsciously going to like unlock the door so brian says to them well what movie are, <coughs> what movie are you going to see and the teen responds Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay, so hold on a second because kids can be creepy. Yes. So so, um, <clears throat> let's let's just for a second here believe that maybe these are actually kids that are just being creepy and that are going up to a car and saying, "Hey, we need money for a you know let's go ask this guy and and, and be completely creepy." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And, and, you know, ask him for money for this movie. Right, but so... To prank him. Okay, but first of all... Because kids are kids. Wasn't Mortal Kombat like a rated R movie? Yeah. So yeah. how are they even going to be able to get in to go see this? Have you never snuck in to see a rated R movie before? Well, then why did they need money to go? Because <laughs> you buy you buy a ticket for like, I don't something know... Something else. Something else, and then you sneak into Mortal Kombat. Come on, babe. <laughs> Well, whatever. So Brian looks up at the marquee and he sees that the Mortal Kombat movie is currently playing. Like the last show has already started. And if he were to drive them home and back, they won't be able to make it in time. Like they won't be able to see much of the movie. It'll be like maybe 20 minutes left. Finish her. (laughs) So Brian, he like, because he looks away from them for a second to look at the sign and then he turns back to them and he finally notices. It's like, this is when it kicks in and he sees that their eyes are completely black. As he says, they are big black orbs of night. So Brian's body grows cold and he said that he knew immediately he was in the presence of something otherworldly, that these were not normal kids. So he makes some excuse as to why he needs to leave and he wishes the boys good luck and on finding a ride and he rolls up his window and that's when the teen begins to pound on the glass and he says it's so hard he was like afraid the glass was going to break and the boy says mister we can't come in your car 
unless you tell us it's okay. Oh, then then I'm not saying okay at this point. Then I'm leaving. I'm bouncing. I'm I'm getting the car so out. So that's what he does. So, so yeah. So Brian puts the car in reverse. He backs out of the spot and and puts it in a drive and he drives off. And he notices in the rearview mirror the children are gone. They've disappeared. Mm. Okay. I mean, this is a second count theater, so like our second run theater, right? <clears throat> so this is not going to be an expensive movie, right? So I, but that's the thing is that because I've not heard of this, this is this new this phenomenon is new to me, right? So my my thought process is is that these are kids that are just trying to fuck with other people, and and this is I mean, kids can be creepy. Okay, but what about the black eyes? Oh well. I can't explain that. Okay. So now I'm going to read to you some allegedly true uh, Black Eyed Kid encounters that I found online. I, I looked on Reddit because, mm, you know. Reddit. Well, I like Googled and I was trying to figure out, like, what are some good stories? And ultimately, everyone kept going back to Reddit. Um, so I'm like, well, that's fine. I will also read <laughs> my stories from Reddit. So here's just a few that I found um, that I thought were interesting. And there's plenty, plenty more. So if, if our listeners want to go and go down a rabbit trail, they can find... The Reddit rabbit trail? The Reddit rabbit trail, yeah. There you go. Okay. So this was posted by user I am Fool's Gold. <laughs> well, that, that, well, then I automatically think that you are full of shit. Well, <laughs> like, I mean... <laughs> whatever. Okay. I think they all have like... They, they think they have they clever do. names. They do, but if you're saying I am fool's gold, okay. I'm immediately going to not say think that anything you say is true. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I'm still going to read it. Okay. <laughs> so when I was like 13, my mom and her boyfriend had to go to the hospital, and no one would be able to get my brother to the bus stop the next morning because they had to stay overnight. So I got to miss school the next day to take my brother. After I made sure my brother got on the bus, and stuff. I went home and cleaned and did random stuff a 13-year-old does. Okay. <laughs> it was around 11.45 when there was a knock on my door. Thinking it was the mailman or a neighbor or something, I opened the door and said hello. There was this kid at my door. He couldn't have been much older than me at the time, but he had bangs that covered his eyes. Which I found weird because it was like 107 degrees out. 107 degrees? I, yeah, and I don't understand what. Like, people still have bangs when well, it's like well, hot. No, I'm, I don't worry about the bangs. It's 107 degrees outside. I don't know. <laughs> Wherever she, this person is lives. It, is this kid wearing a hoodie as well? I, it, maybe it's a dry <laughs> heat. Anyway, okay. so this, <laughs> the kid was super still. Like, I thought one of my friends put a mannequin there and then ran or something. But then it spoke. It sounded like a fucking robot or something. It was like it was programmed to say this. So I'm going to try to do a robot line. Oh, I can't wait for this. My mother said to ask someone for a phone in fear <laughs> that I get lost. Do you have a phone? He said, like some fucking 1950s kid. <laughs> that didn't sound like a, didn't sound like a 1950s kid. <laughs> at, this point, at this point, I was shitting my pants because, one, I'm a 13-year-old girl, and this older boy dressed like a burglar was at my door with half his face covered. Two, for some reason, I just couldn't look away. I felt like if I moved or said anything other than yes, then I'd explode. And three, I saw two other boys around the same age standing in my driveway dressed exactly the same way the one in front of me was. 
baggy jeans, a dark hoodie. So yes, he was wearing a hoodie in 107 degree weather. Mm. And scuffed up vans. Okay, these are just emo kids. Like this is what this is. This is this is not a phenomenon. This okay. Is just emo kids. Okay. Let me finish the story. So I started to stutter and shake my head. I finally got out a no, then started to close my door. But the bastard put his foot in the way. Then the two others started walking up, and I was going hell no. I grabbed the bat by the door and threatened him. If you don't leave right now, I'll fucking kick your ass. Then call the cops. I shouted loud enough so that at least one of my neighbors could hear, I hope. Then the far right one, I guess of the boys, said in the exact same tone and voice as the first one. Here we go. I'm sorry to bother you. I'll just come again later and ask. Just as I was about... <laughs> My favorite part of this whole like episode is you doing these voices. <laughs> Whatever. Just as I was about to close the door, the first one smiled, looked up, and there were black eyes. The other two looked the same, and I was like, nope, and slammed the door shut, and then called my neighbor, who is this big 20-something-year-old dude. He There's ran no over and looked for them all around my house. He said that they were gone. So, okay, and I know we're going to go into, like, Reddit stories here, but my, my thoughts already going into this. This seems like a internet like lore type of situation where like one person tells a story about a situation where there's creepy kids outside their window like Brian or whatever. They put it on the internet and the internet runs with it. And so like they and so it, it goes into a situation where it becomes an internet. It becomes it becomes a if it comes to like an internet urban legend and becomes like a, almost like a creepypasta type of situation okay so let me read another one okay so this one was posted by user acid spitting emu <laughs> how do you how can you trust people with with names like this? i don't know they're not i'm sure this you know, isn't you, the only do you know who's posted. do you know who's a really like you know trustworthy you know person on the subject of black-eyed kids acid spitting emu okay whatever <laughs> Okay, so here's what he, this person writes. My uncle, an OTR owner, operator for 30 plus years, which I don't know what OTR is. Oh, not either. Okay. Told us, <laughs> this was um, my cousins and myself, a story in the mid-80s about a run-in he, run he was driving from Nashville to Chicago, then Chicago to San Francisco, then back to Nashville in the late 70s. So he's okay, so this uncle's telling them the story in the 80s that something that happened to him in the 70s. Okay. According to his story, he was driving through a desert. I can't remember if he said it was in Arizona or Nevada, but I digress. It was about 10 p.m. and he had been driving for 14 or 15 hours at that point. He said that in his words exactly, there hadn't been shit for a hundred miles but sand, cactuses, and snakes. His eyelids were starting to grow heavy. So he just pulled right over on the side of the road, headed back to his sleeper, and passed out. So he's a truck driver? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At around two-ish, he was awakened to the sound of tapping right outside of his cab. Thinking it might be the Highway Patrol, or DOT, which is Department of Transportation, right? Yeah. He hopped into his passenger seat to grab his logbook before going to see who was knocking. As he grabbed his logbook... He heard the tapping again coming from the lower glass of his driver door, followed by a child's voice say, Hey, mister, 
We're thirsty and tired. Can we come inside? He was suddenly struck with this feeling of absolute dread. He said it was so strong that he didn't even want to look to see who was speaking. Something you've got to understand about my uncle. In the entire time I, kn I knew him at this point, I'd never seen him scared of anything. Anything. I'd seen him charge headfirst towards a guy that had a, drawn a gun on him. That's a good childhood. I'd seen him literally attack an alligator. <laughs> what? That had, gotten, <laughs> that had gotten too close to my cousin when we all went to vacation in Florida. Wait, wait, did he... Re I want to know more about that story. Okay, anyway. <laughs> nothing scared this man. However, even years after this incident, as he was telling the story to us, you could see the fear in his eyes. He said that they had tapped on the glass again and asked once more to be let inside. Against his better judgment, he looked over at the glass and then just froze. He said they looked like any normal kids, if a little pale, but it was their eyes. If you haven't guessed by now, their eyes were solid black. He described them as seeming to have eyes, but also not have eyes, and yet felt like he was staring right through they were staring right through him, through his lower glass window, I guess. He immediately yelled out again his words, Hell nah, I ain't letting you little fuckers in here. <laughs> that's how, that's, I, would, that's, that's how I would respond. That's a generally good response to a situation <laughs> like that, yeah. He said that they stared at him almost angrily for a few seconds, <laughs> then just disappeared. Not like they turned away and walked away, or walked off, or stepped down from his bottom step. Just poof, they were gone. He sat in his passenger seat for a few seconds, trying to figure out what had just happened, when suddenly they started pounding on his passenger door right next to him and yelling, Let us in now! He said they didn't sound like kids anymore. With zero hesitation, he jumped from his passenger seat to his driver's seat, threw his rig and gear, and peeled out from there as fast as he could switch gears. He said he didn't slow down until he hit California and took a different highway back to Tennessee. He did say he saw them again later on that morning, though. He said he'd been trucking down the highway for another couple of hours when in his lights, he saw those same two kids on the side of the road, just standing there, staring at his truck. They continued to stare at him the entire time as he passed them, but were gone when he looked for them in his side mirrors. He told us he found another gear in his truck. It di he didn't even know he had then. LOL. So I guess like... He went faster? Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. This is almost the exact story he told us that day. And many times after. Translated from his usual dialect of redneck into proper English for your reading pleasure by yours truly. <laughs> Could it have been a nightmare? Not likely, since he was obviously awake when he was driving into Cali that morning. Could it have been a story he made up just to scare his kids? Maybe, but he wasn't really the scariest story type, as well as that he told us all the same story well into our adult years. Could it have been hallucinations of an overworked, sleep-deprived mind? Possibly, but he'd worked these hours and had even drove the same route for many years before and after, after the whole, also the whole black eyed children phenomenon hadn't even been popularized in the mainstream yet and it wouldn't be for a couple of decades so he told them the story before you know the viral sensation that is the black eyed kids came to be in the you know 1998 hmm. i don't know thoughts 
I, I still think if, if this is a story that he just used to scare his, you know, his family. But like, what for? What purpose? Just be the cool uncle. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just. I. I have. This is the first time I'm ever hearing about black-eyed children, and so I guess my my thought process is is that this is a corner of the internet lore where I I, I don't have any experience with. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like sitting around a campfire. Campfire, like you know, you tell a scary story, you travel, you go to another campfire, you tell a scary story, and things start to pepper into other places. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's how folklore has happened. Okay. And so the internet is now the campfire stories of folklore. So it's almost like if I say, if I put on the internet like tomorrow, I, I saw a lizard man on, you know, outside my window and, and I create this narrative and this story that's pretty believable and a hundred people like it. And then they take that story and they, you know, make something that of their own and they say, oh yeah, I saw that too. And they create another story and it just, it's, it's, a, it's like a waterfall. Okay. Well. So I, I, I believe in paranormal stuff, but this one I feel like is more of a internet, it's internet folklore type of situation. Okay. Well, I'm going to read one more. Okay. All right. So the last one is that I'm going to read was posted by user Altered State. She, that is the the most normal name we've heard of so far. Okay. Well, <laughs> she explains that this happened back in the 80s when she was 9 or 10 years old and living in a trailer in a rural area with her single mom. So here's what she says. My mom was busy with something in her room, which was situated at the far end of the 72-foot trailer we lived in. I went into the kitchen for something and heard a knock at the door. I went to open it and found four kids standing outside, two boys and two girls. I opened the screen door and the larger of the boys asked, can we use your phone? We need to call our mom. I was immediately suspicious because where had these kids come from? I've lived here a few years and knew all the kids in the neighborhood. I remember looking at the larger boy's eyes and thinking something was different about him, but couldn't put my finger on it. I shrugged and opened the screen wider and let them in. I left the front door open as I took them into the kitchen and pointed to where the phone was. The larger boy picked up the phone as my mom called to me. I ran into my mom's room and she said, who's in the house? I told her a bunch of kids wanted to use the phone. She looked angry and said, you don't let anyone in the house. Tell them to leave. I mean, she has a point. Yeah. <laughs> so. I walked out of her room and back to the kitchen to tell them they had to go and found the phone off the hook. The front door was still open and the screen door closed. I ran to the door and outside to look for the kids. They were nowhere to be found. They couldn't have even had time to walk or run across two acres to get to the street. So where were they? After that happened... Life was super weird. Mom was always getting sick, unable to find sustainable work, and became heavily paranoid and got into damaging relationships with men. I mean... Hold on. Of the most weird occurrences were when she didn't have the ability to pay the phone bill. So the phone company came and disconnected the phone. However, we kept still getting phone calls. I rarely ever answered the phone. So when mom told me this, I was skeptical and didn't really believe her. Then one day she was busy outside and the phone rang. So I answered it and I heard a woman say, hello, 
on the other end. It sounded like my aunt, then it just all, went all static. When mom came back in, I told her what had occurred, and so she went to the neighbors and called the phone company and asked them to check the line, that our phone was still ringing. They came out, inspected the line at the pole, and came inside to and told my mom, there's no way you're getting phone calls. The line is completely disconnected. It's cut at the pole. The phone calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> this happened constantly, even after my mom moved the trailer to another city. In that city, she had failed to pay the bill again, and again, she kept getting phone calls that ended in dead air, strange voices, and static. Their linesman told her the same thing. There was no way our phone was ringing, but it did. To this day, I really don't know what to make of all of that. But it was also around this time I began to experience things like words of knowledge and okay. clairaudient experiences where I would know things I had never learned and, and hear things before they happened in physical reality. I mostly kept these experiences to myself and would just think, how weird. When mom sold that trailer, we never had those weird phone experiences again and the Claire audience also went away. A few other weird occurrences. While still living in the country, I was sitting on my mom's bed next to her. She was saying, it feels like bugs are crawling all over me. That's psychosis. Okay. <laughs> so I got off the bed and walked over to her dresser and for some reason felt the need to look up. On the ceiling, there were millions of tiny spiders. This is no exaggeration. I knew my mom would freak out, so I told her, Mom, please get up and leave this room. She looked at me with a, lo a look of concern and asked why. I said, please just get up out of this room. She then gave a look like I was being impossible. So I told her, look up. I never had seen her leave a room so fast after she looked up and saw that mess literal arachnophobia we fumigated the house directly after that several times a year it could be unrelated by it i have never seen anything like that before or since okay so so you're thinking psychosis well no not now okay so they I, actually i'm thinking, had... I'm thinking she made this up oh, for God's because sake. because my my she she says literal arachnophobia so i'm just kind of wondering here like, again like this is an internet story I, I, I don't put, I, I guess I just don't put my weight into like a creepypasta, like Reddit post, like something and saying, oh, it, this is, this is real life because it's not like something that's documented or anything. Okay. So real quick, um, actually going, I want to, I want to go back a little bit. Brian Bethel, who's the journalist I told you about who kind of started this story. Right. I watched an interview with him, um, and I've read a little bit about him. He is a journalist. He's still a journalist, as I understand it. And um, he's not made any money off of this story. Like, he's done some interviews and stuff, but he's not, well, that's he's what I'm not saying. making a ton of money that's what I'm saying. on what happened to him. I don't, I don't think what he experienced was... I'm wondering what he experienced was creepy. Yes. I don't think... I don't know if it was paranormal. I'm wondering if it was just a creepy situation where there are these kids that are just being teenagers and being creepy. And so he tells the story and saying like they had black eyes, maybe because of the light or something like that. And uh, then I don't know. It, and then the internet runs with that. But okay, so another thing so people who are skeptical of this, okay, have said, Well, they could have had black contacts in. But um one of the podcasts I listened to on this and I've read some stuff about it, black Con like completely black-eyed contacts were not really well known back then. 
And, and they use. no, and they were expensive. They were used for like movie sets. Right. They weren't. We're talking used... about we're talking about like the eighties and nineties here. Right. Well, right. and the, especially the nineties, right? When when Brian had his experience, so these kids wouldn't have gotten a hole in a pair of black contacts to ple- completely dark their eyes. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, anyway, okay. So let's just assume. Let's let's just for a moment <laughs> think. Okay. If black-eyed kids are real, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my mouth regarding me being skeptical of this paranormal stuff. Just take a minute to think. Okay, if this, if is, this real, is real, let's talk about some theories. Okay. Okay. So some people, myself included, think that they're demons or they're demonic in nature. Okay. Um, obviously because of their black eyes, right? We, I mean, think of them. I mean, that's like supernatural. Yeah, that's like supernatural stuff. <laughs> Right, and they have those completely blacked out it's eyes. It's a good show. It is a great show. We love it. We almost named our kid Dean, but we didn't. Sure <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so also the fact that they appear as children, but don't necessarily act like normal children. You know, demons have been known to pretend to be the ghost of a child or pretend to be a child because they're appealing to someone's sympathetic side so that they can... Essentially, like, remember with the Annabelle story, right? Annabelle the doll and how Lorraine Warren told those women, the two nurses that had had the Annabelle doll, there really was no Annabelle. There was no child spirit. It was a demon. It was trying to appeal to their sympathetic side so that it could earn their trust and therefore be able to kind of infest their home and eventually possess these women. That, that was the goal of this demonic entity. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode about possessed dolls, you should definitely go listen to it. It's a good one. <laughs> anyway, these demonic kids, or whatever, I mean, I think they're, they're demonic. But they seek permission to enter your car or your home because they're trying to infest your life, right? And then these bad things happen. All right. And that's their way of, like, trying to, you know how with demonic because there's demonic oppression. Um, what is it? Oppression. There's and... depression, oppression, and then possession. Right. Right. Okay. This. So I'm a video game guy. <laughs> and so this also kind of reminds me of like a little bit of Alan Wake. Where oh, okay. where there's this darkness that possesses the, the town folk. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to kill them is like light. Mm. So you have to shoot light at them like a like a flashlight, and then you shoot them with a, a pistol ah. because you have to you have to drain them of their darkness, mm-hmm. and then which there's no like you know there's no in these stories documented like I'm gonna shoot the uh, shot a flashlight and then cap them, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but that's what this reminds me of a little bit of that and a little bit of you know village of the dam type stuff. Okay, but it, it doesn't sound like they're paired off into like male and female kids no like no i think a lot of times it's like boys with boys and then girls with girls but it's it's well, also sometimes i think i did see like a boy and a girl situation it's, but, but it's also really odd that i guess the costume of these kids is just a hoodie like not always there's right. there's been other i didn't i didn't uh mention them here but i remember i said earlier that sometimes they show up in clothing that doesn't look right for this time frame like period like they show up in like a victorian dress or something that in there is clearly not of this time period right. and the clothing is never um branded it's not like these kids are showing up with like adidas 
hoodies right. on or something. Right. You know, or an old navy hoodie. <laughs> like they're just dark nondescript clothing. Okay, so another theory is that they're vampires. Because again, they have to ask permission to come into your property. But I'm I'm really not crazy about this theory because it's not like there's been reports of these children attacking people and drinking their blood. Now, maybe they're psychic vampires. <laughs> like in what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> they're all Collins. <laughs> they're draining your emotions and feeding off of your fear. We, we, we either enrage you <laughs> or we annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> or bore you. I or bore, bore you. We bore you. Yeah. So. Doesn't fit either, though. <laughs> <laughs> Another theory. Well, they enrage people. I guess. Well, they get well. They actually get frustrated, and then yeah, I, I think it's fear more than anything. If they were gonna feed off of anything, okay. Another theory is that they're aliens. So in the same vein as like Men in Black, mm. and there was actually one story that I didn't feature, but I had read or heard that there is these children that showed up and they asked to come into this older couple's house because they needed to call their parents and the older couple let them in. And so they entered their home and then I guess the uh, elderly man was going to make them hot cocoa or something to like help warm them up. Cause it's very sweet. It was very sweet. But then they were acting really weird. They were saying weird things and he all of a sudden started to get a nosebleed and they looked up at him and said, our parents are here. And they turned around and they Sounds walked very out. Village of the Damned. <laughs> and they walked out and there were two adult men, like men in black type people, waiting for okay. them. If and they it... walked off with them. And then later on they found out that the man had a, uh, had cancer or some type of illness. And that was like the bloody nose. It was like okay. the first sign of So if I'm going to if I'm going to take this this paranormal activity and be like, okay, this is real. Mm-hmm. I would probably put my eggs in the alien basket. Why? Yeah. Okay. So why? Because it, it makes it makes sense if it's in like if it's an alien or like or, or aliens coming down to Earth to say like, okay, we're gonna disguise ourselves as the least you know threatening threatening version of this planet children as possible. So we're gonna be kids, mm-hmm. but we're gonna be the creepiest ass kids in all eternity. So their skin is is typically pale. Right. Although Brian had said that one of the kids had olive colored skin, which isn't typical. Maybe he was sick that day. Or maybe they, like one thing I heard is like, they typically have pale skin with no blemishes, which is awkward for like teens. Typically they have acne, right? right? So what, they would have some type of blemishes on their skin, but then that seems it's off, right? right. It's off. And then their their black eyes are very alien-like with their hypnotic stare. So yeah. So, okay. Here's another theory that I found. Apparently, there's a graphic novel or a comic or something oh. about BEKs. Okay. And in the graphic novel or comic, they say that the children who violently kill their parents become black-eyed kids. That sounds like a one-off of, like, Children of the Corn. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. Um, so it's like they're damned for eternity to walk Earth and Man, I'd, I would read that. Yeah. That sounds... I'll see if I can find it. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. So, yeah. So, I mean, so if you think about... You mentioned Hollywood. You mentioned uh, Village of the Damned. 
Um, th- I mean, there's definitely been movies about evil children. Oh, I think that's like the, you know, I mean, there's been Twilight Zones where, you know, mm-hmm. there's an evil kid. Mm-hmm. What's the one where the kid's like... Billy, can... the little boy who's like, <coughs> yes, you, uh, you make me angry. Yeah, and all the adults. And he like turns the one mm-hmm. guy into like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, all the adults are really afraid of him. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's been forever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's something very creepy about a... A creepy child right there's like the bad seed oh my god my dad loves that movie mm-hmm. he would he okay so he would show me these black and white horror movies when i was a kid and bad seed was definitely one of them and then because my dad likes to do this he'll text me and be like you took my tap shoes which is from <laughs> that damn movie and i'm like okay yes i get it i get it. the bad seed yeah mm-hmm. he does the same thing with jurassic park though too he'll be like Visitor, Visitor Center. Center. Visitor Center. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, that's, um, I think that was the first movie that I saw about a, a kid that was evil. Mm-hmm. And it, it freaked me out a little bit. I think that's the thing is like, you don't, I, you don't identify kids as being able to be a evil creature or like, right. you know, being able to do something terrible. It wasn't there like a Macaulay Culkin one too? Oh, that's The Good Son. The Good Son. The Good Son is great. Yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah. But, so, okay, so Village of the Damned, The Bad Seed, The Good Son, um, also The Exorcist and The Omen. That Now, that features evil children that are, like, possessed by the devil right. or the the devil's spawn. Yeah, I think, and and I would like to go ahead and just, like, put this pen that um, when I talk about movies, I feel like that most of the time, the ones that are, like, the original ones are the best. Like, the ones out of the remake are, are good. But the ones that are the original are the best. The original Omen with mm-hmm. Gregory Peck is Chef's Kiss. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. We need to watch that again soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe this weekend. Oh, we've yeah. We've been talking about evil yeah. kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> evil kid weekend. Um. Oh, also, I was thinking of one of your favorites, Stephen King's Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Outlander. That's a good one. Or wait, no. not Yeah. It's Outlander. Outlander. We, we have your, your woman. woman. I thought I was wrong at first because I was like, Outlander, wait a minute, that's no. not right. Because no. I was thinking, okay. And then he's like, he who walks behind the rose. Yes. Malachi! <laughs> I, I think that's the thing is, like, you know, kind of making a through line here. Mm-hmm. Is that kids doing these creepy things, mm-hmm. is, is it, it, it evokes an emotional response. Right. And I think it's because... We we think that children are innocent and that they can't they can do no wrong and when they're doing these terrible things or being creepy it, it's like oh this this is taking something that we think is innocent and it's putting it on its heel mm-hmm. and so I, again going back on what I believe about this these situations mm-hmm. is I think that Brian had a situation with some creepy kids put it on like his story out there mm-hmm. in the internet. Ran it, with it. Ran with it. Mm-hmm. And has made these creepy, creepy pastas, stories, or whatever. And now it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Something I want to question you about. Okay. This idea of a tulpa. Do you know what a tulpa is? No. I So, okay. <laughs> I'm going to, like, real quick look it up because I want to make sure I say it correctly. Um. Okay. Tulpa is a concept in theosophy. Okay. mysticism and the paranormal of an object or being that is created through spiritual or mental powers. Okay. So, so I've kind of like, I've heard 
I've heard this term before and it makes me wonder if something that is created, that something that's maybe essentially um, a story that is um, put out there in the universe, okay, um, whether it's made up or not, whether something similar happened or something it's been exaggerated or what, but this idea that a story is put out into the universe and it's picked up by so many people, kind of like um, Slender Man. Yeah. Right? But what if, because we have given it so much power, it therefore manifests and becomes a real thing? Like, oh, I'm kind of thinking of um, uh, oh, one of my favorite movies, Wes Craven's A New Nightmare. How the this evil entity uses the form of uh, Freddy Krueger, which Freddy Krueger was a fictional character, a fictional monster, right? Right. But this evil entity takes on the form of Freddy Krueger and becomes Freddy Krueger, becomes real. And then, so what if, okay, all this to say, what if the story of Black Eyed Children has now become reality and people mm. are having these experiences because it was put out into the universe and therefore evil manifests itself in this form. So I'm going to challenge you on that. What if it's <clears throat> Brian having this experience and then he, you know, the stories kind of go through the internet and people are making these stories up. People read these stories and then there's teenagers and stuff that are kind of lonely and, and have mental illness and stuff like that. And, are susceptible to these things and then they feel like they have these experiences and then kind of feed that fire of that story i mean they could but again like because the thing is though is that like media doesn't like okay taking a small tangent but it makes sense violent video games don't like cause people to like do violent things but if you're already having violent thoughts and you're playing violent video games, there's a correlation there. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, is like if you're already paranoid and you're already having, you know, hallucinations or something like that, but then you're constantly reading things on the internet about black-eyed children, why wouldn't you, your brain, be like, okay, like this is this is real life, this is a real life thing, and we're going to manifest it into something that's real here. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, all that to say, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I check our Nest doorbell every morning, <laughs> and if I ever see a fucking black-eyed kid standing on our porch in the middle of the night, I'm going to lose my shit. If you ever show me a video of a black-eyed kid, I'll I'll eat my words. Like, I'll say, you know what? <laughs> nope. No, I'm on a I, I'm, <laughs> I, I, you're right. <laughs> but, the, like, it's tricky, though, because it's like people can manipulate, like, people can... Uh, you know, film stuff and, right. but like you, but what I'm saying is, if there is a kid on our front porch, with black eyes, in the middle of the night, trying right. to get into our home or whatever time of night, I don't know. If there's a kid that shows up and I see it, see this kid on our nest right. doorbell, and he has black eyes, mm -mm. I'll punch a black eyed kid. I'd probably be like on the intercom. I'd be like. Can I help you? Yes. I like to come in because I'm cold and hungry. Go to the neighbors. Please let me in. <laughs> Click. 
get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Jesus Christ is my Savior. I'd be like, go to the Bye neighbors. <laughs> go to the neighbors. <laughs> the neighbors are really nice. <laughs> yeah. I heard the neighbors have a wee. <laughs> It's like a really, really old system. <laughs> was, was that what your attempt of like trying to like talk about the telegraph, but in the form exactly. of exactly, yeah? You might as well have said Atari. That's true. Or Clinko Vision. Clinko Vision. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, listeners, we want to know: Have you or someone you know had an encounter with a black-eyed kid, or maybe you've heard of a black-eyed kid story <laughs> that just really stood out, and you and you would like to share it with us? Um, we would love to feature some of these stories on a future podcast. So please email us at contactspiritedspirits at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Spirited Spirits and on Instagram at Spirited underscore Spirits underscore podcast. And please continue to share these episodes with family members and friends you think who might enjoy listening. We're hoping the more listeners we get, the more people will reach out to us with their own paranormal stories. Mm-hmm. Then we can have an exclusive listener story episode. That would be fun. Yeah. Please rate <laughs> and review us to help us get bumped up in the list of recommended podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platforms that are out there that we're on. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Yeah. And we hope you continue to join us every week as we talk about spirits while we sip on a spirit. Bye.